I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 538 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are headed back to the gridiron for two legendary NFL dads to close out the week. Today, I am joined by two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback Jim McMahon. Jim quarterbacked one of the greatest NFL teams of all time, the 1985 Chicago Bears, who just crushed the New England Patriots back in Super Bowl XX. Jim played his college football at BYU and was drafted with the fifth overall pick in the first round of the 1982 NFL Draft by the Chicago Bears. And not only were the 1985 Bears one of the most dominating teams in NFL history, they were one of the most entertaining teams as well. We can never forget the infamous Super Bowl shuffle. Jim set 15 Chicago Bears records. He was a Pro Bowler in 1985, the NFC Rookie of the Year in 1982. He went on to play for several other teams, including the Green Bay Packers, winning Super Bowl 31 as a backup quarterback. It's a big honor to have him on the podcast today. Jim McMahon will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Jim McMahon was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the 1985 Chicago Bears quarterback and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and the reason why I said we're closing out with two NFL players is because tomorrow I will be dropping my exclusive one-on-one sit-down interview with recently enshrined NFL Hall of Fame legend Edgerin James. I took the trip down to Miami to do this interview in person with Edgerin James live from his condo down there in Miami. Uh, it's a really good interview. He just got enshrined in the NFL Hall of Fame, so don't miss out on that one dropping tomorrow. And Jim McMahon is far from the first NFL quarterback dad that I've interviewed on the podcast here. You can check out my interviews with Carson Palmer, Tom Brady, Warren Moon, Trent Dilfer, Jim Kelly, and many others. Just go through the archives of the podcast. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore so you can find out all the upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating and review on iTunes. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Jim McMahon. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. What's doing, dads? I've got two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. First up, the NFL season is back and the stands are packed once again with fans the way it's supposed to be. If you plan on taking your kids, going with your family, or going with the guys to the game, save $20 on your tickets by going to SeatGeek.com or using the SeatGeek app and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, First Class, and you're going to save $20 off your tickets. Okay, and secondly, you got to go to MyPillow.com and save up to 66% off using my promo code FATHERHOOD. MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD. I'll tell you right now, their pillows are great, but their mattress toppers, their towels, their bathrobes are next level. You got to check them out. MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and you're going to save up to 66% off your order. All right, you got that, guys? SeatGeek, save $20 on your tickets, promo code over there, first class. My pillow promo code over there, fatherhood. All right, two ways for you guys to save money and support First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Jim McMahon. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, let's kick things off just like this. How many kids do you have? How old? 
I've got four kids, uh, 38, 36, 34, and 30. Wow, yeah, I got four kids myself. Not quite there yet, so um, I'm in no hurry to get. I have grandkids already, so. Wow, wow, congratulations on that. uh, What kind of sports or activities were your kids into growing up? Well, luckily, uh, my oldest son wasn't a, didn't really want to play football. He was a, he loved hockey, so he got he played a lot of hockey and baseball. Uh, my younger son did like football. He played a couple years of football in high school, but he uh, baseball was his gig as well, and 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 more hockey. Uh, my girls played uh, tennis and soccer and volleyball. And uh, yeah, I was kind of glad the boys didn't really want to get into football, you know, being compared to their dad all the time. And they still got a lot of grief being who their dad was. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of nice that they, they picked up another sport. Yeah, I'm going to jump into that in a, in a second here too, Jim. And if you could, just take one second to uh, hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, I played uh, NFL football for 15 years. Um, I was lucky enough to be on su- two Super Bowl teams. And uh, now I'm just – uh, hanging out, doing whatever I can to help out our veterans and our first responders. And uh, you know, I get to travel a lot, do a lot of charity work, and that's basically what I do. Yeah, very cool. I love the work you do with the veterans. I bring, I make it a point to bring a lot of veteran dads on the podcast here. So uh, it, it, obviously you've had a legendary NFL career, Jim. Uh, if you could take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey, though, about how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, I became a father July 7th. No, I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> Seven, eight, seven uh, July 8th, I believe. Yeah, I probably screwed it up. Uh, 1983, I had my first child and uh, it was a girl and I was very thankful for that. Again, like I said, I didn't want my sons to, to have to deal with uh, the legacy of their dad. So it was uh, it was great to have a little girl first, and uh, she's been an, an awesome daughter, and, and uh, she was a big help to to raise the other three kids too. Yeah, very cool. And you mentioned that uh, before. You know, I, I bring a lot of high profile dads on here, and I know just from being a son myself, you know, we always look up to our dads. We want our father to give us that approval. We want him to be impressed with what we do. So having a, a, a dad that's an NFL superstar, that could be a lot to live up to. So what was the relationship like with your sons? Did you have to deal with any of that uh, with them growing up? And what was that kind of father son relationship like with them early on? Well, they were always, you know, excited to come hang out at the stadium or, or the locker room when I was there. Uh, you know, growing up, you know, they were playing Little League and stuff like that, and, and they always wanted me to be their coach. But I said, look, I can coach you guys at home, but I can't deal with the other parents. And that's that's the reason I, I said I can teach you all the fundamentals uh, of, of, of the sports, except for hockey. I can't even put hockey skates on. But, I, you know, I, I was a baseball player, so I, I could teach them, you know, the fundamentals of baseball and football, basketball, stuff that I knew about. Uh, but I said, I just I'm not going to deal with the other parents. And so, I, you know, the, the relationship, they would have loved for me to be in their, their dugout and stuff with them. But I said, I'll, I'd rather be down the left field line or the other, the other line just watching you guys and enjoying you. Yeah, well said. What would you consider, Jim, to be the top values that you had hoped to instill in your kids as they were growing up? Uh, just to be, you know, uh, respectful, you know, be, uh, you know, stick up for yourself for one. Uh, you know, don't take any crap from people. I mean, you know, uh, believe in your beliefs and, and don't let anybody change those. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that, Jim. And obviously, um, you know, we're in a different era here now. It would have been interesting to see that Chicago Bears uh, Super Bowl shuffle on a TikTok video back in the day there. I would have loved to see what social media would have brought. But uh, it's definitely a different game now. One of the concerns uh, for a lot of dads out there, whether or not to let their kids play tackle football, because obviously, you know, the reports about CTE, the, uh, some of it, we, you know, we, we're still learning more about it as we go on here. So what kind of advice do you have or what do you think is a good age for young kids to start playing tackle football? Uh, I've, I've got uh, four grandsons right now, and I've told my kids, you know, I wouldn't let them play until they're at least juniors in high school uh, because physically they're not they're just not ready to put on pads and a helmet. But I see these little kids sometimes, you know, just driving through the park and, you know, they look like bobbleheads. You know, they can barely hold up their own necks and they're out there with with helmets on. And, uh, you know, I think two years of high school is, is plenty. You know, if you've got any talent. Colleges are going to find you, um, and it's the same like in the, when they get to the pros. You know, not everybody's from Alabama or you know, you know. If you got talent, they're going to find you. But I think you know those those early years could be you know very critical. You know, I started football when I was ten years old, and I'm I'm paying the price now. Um, you know, but I think once they're juniors in high school, they're physically able to you know to play that sport. Yeah, I, I think just like you said, I think many of the players from back then, I, I think it was almost in a sense, you know, not not knowing the risk, I guess, fully, but uh, being willing, willing to trade the future for the present moment. And now the future is the present moment. And I know we're seeing a lot of players dealing with it right now. Uh, so hopefully... Uh, like you said, maybe players starting later. I know flag football has become a big deal now. A lot more kids are getting involved in that. So you don't have to take them blows to the head at an early age. So hopefully right. that makes an improvement as well. Yeah, teach them the fundamentals of the game. You know, let them let them learn the fundamentals, and, and uh, they'll be that better off when they when they get to the age they can put on a helmet. Uh, there's nothing wrong with flag football. I mean, it's you know I played it when I was in junior high and stuff like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's just uh, I my doctor in New York. He says he sees 150 kids a year that shouldn't be playing any sports because of their you know their their makeup and their physical. Uh, their spine, their necks. But uh, the, a lot of these parents just, they, they just want to push kids into doing, you know, uh, you got to play this sport, you got to play, you got to know, you got to concentrate on this. Uh, you got to let them be kids, man. You got to let them, you know, if they want to play, play. If you don't, I don't think you need to be pushing them into things. Yeah, and it seems like growing up, we got a little bit of a better taste of everything because the, the, the sport just lasted for the season. Now you can play football all year long. You can play baseball all year long. Uh, so, you know, you don't seem to get that that balance like we used to have back in the day. So um, right. it, it, a lot of kids, uh, all they're doing is they're on their phones and social media. I mean, nobody's outside playing like we used to play back when we grew up. Uh, that's all we did was go out. You know, there's only three channels on the television. So, you know, <laughs> mostly it was news. So no, no, no kid was to watch the news. So we were always outside playing different things and. And nowadays they're just either sitting there playing video games or they're playing on their phone. And, and, uh, you know, that's where all this, you know, a lot of this bullying stuff takes place. And, you know, I, I don't understand it cause I, I don't get on it. You know, I've never been on it. My son actually handles all my social media for me. Um, you know, he sends me things that he, th he thinks are important, but, uh, I could care less what people are doing all day long. You know, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why people are fascinated by, by other people's lives. You know, yeah, and 
Yeah, and Jim, I mean, I never had a social media account until I started this podcast. And the only reason I'm on social media is to promote the podcast. So for people that aren't on there promoting something or selling something, I really don't get it either. So um, I, I don't know. And it seems like when I was growing up, the punishment would be you have to come inside and stay inside. Now the punishment is like you got to go outside the house. And that's like the punishment today. So and bringing it into the discipline aspect of this, what type of disciplinarian were you as a dad with the kids growing up? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Uh, and I, I tried not to, I don't think I ever hit my kids. Uh, I might've, might've gave them a little, you know, just a little pat, but nothing. I've never, never abused them. Um, uh, I just wanted them to be respectful, you know, to be, you know, love their, their brothers and sisters. And, and when they meet people to be respectful. And, uh, I think, you know, my wife and I did a good job of that. I mean, she did most of it cause I was, I was gone a lot, you know, with work and, and she was always home with them. And, uh, so, but I'm very proud of the way they, they've grown up. They're great kids. And, and well, now they're parents themselves. So, um, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that. I bring a lot of current NFL players, guys that are playing in the league right now that are dads. And they talk about how the NFL is very receptive towards dads, towards families. They have a lot of kid-oriented stuff for them. Was it like that back when you played? What was it like being a dad in the NFL when you were playing? Did the NFL uh, kind of have things for the families and stuff back then or not so much? Uh, well, I think we had a couple things, you know, team get-togethers where you can bring your families. And and uh, wasn't a lot of them, you know, probably first couple of years we did it. I don't remember doing a whole lot uh, the rest of my time. Uh, but, as, you know, as players, you know, we always hung around, you know, especially the guys that had kids. You know, kids were friends and, and uh, you know, we'd spend time at, at each other's house uh, during the season. Yeah, and it seemed like more, uh, I don't want to say easier, but it seemed like back in the day, players weren't being traded to 100 different teams during their career. So they kind of stayed in one place. You could be on one team, you could be on five teams in five years and your kids kind of have to make new friends. And it seems like that part of it would be a little bit more difficult. Well, I think that was kind of, it was hard for them, but yet I think in the end, it was was good for them. You know, I I played uh, seven years in Chicago and then I moved I moved eight different years in a row. The next eight years, I lived in a different place. Uh, we went to San Diego. I went to Philadelphia uh, th- for three years, lived in three different places in Philadelphia. I went to Minnesota. I uh, went to Phoenix. I went to Cleveland. I went to Green Bay. So my kids, you know, eight different schools in eight years. It was tough on them. And they were young. Uh, but after the first day of school, I mean, you know, you meet new people and you you learn you learned to, you know, to interact with people, all, all different kinds of people. I lived on the East Coast, West Coast, in the Midwest, the North, the South. So, uh, you know, they got to experience a lot of different cultures and a lot of different places. And I think it was it was a good thing, even though it was tough on them. Yeah, very cool. And what would you say about the transition now into the role of grandfather? What has that experience been like for you? Well, unfortunately, I don't, I don't get to see the grandkids as much. Two of them are in uh, Chicago. Two of them are in California. Uh, I have one here, and he was born just before COVID started. And so I didn't get to hug that little guy until about three months ago. And so, you know, because I, 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 I was still traveling during COVID. And so every time I'd come home and see my daughter, I'd say, hey, how's Gigi doing? Can I give him a hug yet? She goes, where you been? And I said, she goes, no, you can't hug him until you get tested and stuff like that. So. Uh, but I finally got to hug the little guy uh, about three months ago. It was great. 
Awesome. And, and obviously, since you have the grandkids, you've been through this. Uh, my, my youngest is my only girl. She's seven. So I'm in no hurry to get to the time when she starts to hit that dating scene. My oldest, he's a boy, 15. So you've obviously been through all this stuff. What kind of advice or how did you kind of handle it when your kids became old enough to hit that dating scene? Well, I wasn't, you know, you don't worry. You worry too much about your boys. <laughs> but uh, my girls, I think that when they were both 13, I just said, look, you know, I, I don't care what any guy says to you. You know, this is what he's really thinking about. And so then they went to talk to my wife and they go, I think dad just tried to give me the birds of bees speech. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about the only I said, you know, I said, just just remember that. Just understand that. You know, I said, you know, you make your own decisions, but this is what they're thinking. So Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to brace myself for when the time comes. Thank God I got a little ways to go yet. <laughs> well, take your time there, bud. <laughs> what about what's next for you here, Jim? What, what kind of plans or goals do you have here for yourself in the future? Uh, well, I've, I've just got involved with a couple different companies in, in the cannabis industry. Uh, some former NFL guy teammate, or not, they weren't teammates, but uh, former NFL players, Kyle Turley, Evan Britton, and uh, Ricky Williams are partners with me in a company called Revenant. Uh, we launched in California on July 17th. I'm also involved in a in a K tape company that's CBD infused. That's that's amazing. I mean, I, I I tried it on myself and I went, wow, I want to be part of this. This stuff works. Uh, other than that, I still do a lot of different charities around the country um, and just uh, just enjoying just enjoying life. Uh, and Jim, on that, are there any studies that you're aware of yet that that where the CBD is having a positive effect on the CTE? Uh, I haven't seen any studies. I just know it's 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 helping me. I mean, okay. I take it I take it daily, and uh, you know, my brain is uh, I'm I'm remembering things more or or better than I was you know five years ago for sure. Wow. So uh, yeah, I think it's you know I, I I'm asking my kids to try to get their the grandkids on a CBD regimen. Uh, I know Cal Turley has his kids on it. He they don't ever get sick. I mean, they're always they always feel great, and so. Um, they, you know, it's the best stuff on the planet. You know, it's a medicinal herb and it's, it's here for a reason. And we all have a system in our bodies for it. So why are we not using it? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Incredible stuff. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Jim, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Well, you got to have a lot of patience <laughs> and I hope you like to change diapers because they, they seem to be all day long, but uh, it's well worth it, you know, to see them grow up and uh, and then now have kids of their own. It's it's even better. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, uh, trying process at times, but it's it's very fulfillful, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I love them. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Jim McMahon, you're a first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Hey, I appreciate the time, and sorry it took so long to get this damn computer working. (laughs) Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Jim McMahon for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you do not miss out on tomorrow's one-on-one sit-down interview that I did with recently enshrined NFL Hall of Fame legend Edger and James. Uh, Today's podcast was brought to you by SeatGeek. 
Make sure you take advantage of that code if you're going to take your kids to the football game. Baseball playoffs are heating up here. Uh, use the promo code at SeatGeek First Class. That's one word, First Class, and you're going to save $20 off your tickets. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app to buy your tickets. And use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. You're going to save $20 on your tickets. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. <laughs>